CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Magazine. I'm Global Val. You're listening to Mutiny Radio.fm. Happy Friday, everybody. It's April 1st. And you know what that means? It means it's the beginning of National Poetry Month. Didn't see that one coming, did you? National Poetry Month is celebrated throughout the country. Uh, to uh, to uh, give praise um, to poetry, the uh, the often very free verse of, of, our, of our language here, which uh, although it, it leaves a lot of words out, it's meant, I believe, for you to read between the lines. Um, so we'll be celebrating National Poetry Month here on Women's Magazine and on the Common Thread Collective coming up next, of course, here at Mutiny Radio. We're here at 21st in Florida, the corner uh, right here, 21st in Florida in the Mission District of San Francisco, my hometown. And uh, it's always a it's always a, a great month to celebrate. We've got um, a lot of events coming up. Actually, tonight there's an event at the Beat Museum at 540 Broadway Street in North Beach. Um, the upstairs gallery space is hosting the 16th and Mission st- Street Poets. Um, so that show starts at 7 o'clock tonight at the Beat Museum. 
to kick off uh, National Poetry Month. And then uh, we'll see that bookended towards the end of the month with Poems Under the Dome, which is the it will be the 11th annual Poems Under the Dome, which has been held inside San Francisco City Hall for the past 10 years. And it, we, we refer to it as the mother of all open mics. Uh, it's a citywide event. It's 8.05. It's time for Pam Dance's Comedy Clubhouse here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! Yay! Hey, everybody. Come in from outside. There's a show happening. It's good. Oh, don't close the door. It's too hot in here. Let it be open. Let it be open. I don't give a shit for my set. Let the, let, the, let the noise from the outside bleed in because it is. we have to let that heat bleed out. That was too many, too mu- too many open mic comics who don't shower. It's a... Uh, it's a thing that happens here in San Francisco. I didn't shower this morning. That's okay. Because I just finished my period, thank God. I don't have to shower for a little bit. Yay! I hate having my period because it means I smell weird. I smell like blood. And that's cool. All right. That's good. No, no. It just, I mean, for carnivores, I'm just like a tasty dish, right? It's good. Thank God my vagina looks like a, you know, a one-winged butterfly made out of thickly sliced roast beef. It's... 
No, I have I have one wonky vaginal fin. It's tiny. It's my Nemo fin. I feel like that's where I get all my power from, you know? It's like my tiny little wonky fin. It's a lot of a lot of prowess. Uh, my name is Pam Benjamin. You're here at Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse. Yeah! It's true. We have an amazing lineup tonight with so many comedians from out of town that it just, it makes my heart go a flutter Twitter. Just like, happy, happy. Uh, but absolutely. But I will, I will do a couple minutes here to try to get the people from outside to maybe come back in. But we know they won't because they're all comedians and they're all excited about whatever jokes they're telling. Usually about their dicks. I got dick jokes too. That's cool. Yeah, you want to hear my favorite dick joke? Yeah. Yeah, I've always, don't close the door. Okay, good. I just, I want to, it's too hot in here. Uh, I want to be with an uncircumcised guy. I've always wanted to. It's a big dream of mine uh, because I'm a Jew. And I've just always wanted to, you know, see what that weird elephant trunk looks like up close. But I want I want to take a guy's dick and I want to pull it up and I want to pull his foreskin up over his dick. And I want to put whiskey in his foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. Because I finally want to get what I want, all right? I want the whiskey dick I want. Because it always comes the way you want. Here's the thing, it's twofold. Uh, one, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, it's to clean out all that schmegma. Like boys are gross and they don't know how to clean up their penis. It's, it's gross. Use alcohol. Alcohol helps, guys. It's good. You could use a little swab there. Uh, that's the thing about Americans. I don't understand why they have circumcised dicks. Where did that come from? There's no covenant with God. Like, I understand the Jews, because I'm a Jew. I'm like, yeah, we got a covenant with God. You got to chop off the dicks and give it to God. God wants a sacrifice. He constantly wants something from you. He wants your foreskin. Give God your foreskin, all right? But why, why do American men have, uh, you know, circumcised, mutilated dicks? And the answer is because uh, Americans are lazy. Uh, American moms are lazy. They just don't want to get up and close with the dick, and they don't want to clean out all that schmegma because they're lazy bitches. Uh, I'm a nanny, and I nanny two young boys that both have uncircumcised penis, and I have to tell you, I touch a lot of baby dick (laughs) for money. I get paid. I get paid to touch a lot of baby dick. It's good. It's a lot of fun. No, I get really up close and personal with it. Uh, My... my new two-year-old friend, Jude, we're best friends. And the best part about him is he can't talk yet. <laughs> I still smoke pot in front of him. Ah, because he can't tell his parents. So great. He's got this new thing with lighters. Every time he finds a lighter, like on the street, and we're walking around the tenderloin, he like grabs it and gives it to me. I'm like, no, 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 Jude. I don't want them. That one doesn't work. That was discarded by a crackhead. That's not, that's not for Nanny Pammy. Nanny Pammy's lighters all work. She didn't buy any of them, and she just stole them from people. But it's, that's okay. Just end up with lighters. What can I say? Uh, that's what comes when you touch a lot of baby dick. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. We sing a little song here at the clubhouse. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let the people outside know that we're singing the song so they can know that they because no one has to listen to my jokes. I don't give a fuck, but I want to listen to yours. You guys, we're singing the song now. If anyone wants to sing the song, they want to know how it goes. They can come in and sing along with the song. If you don't, it's cool too. It's fine. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I I learned a lot from the Jews. It's like a little bit of guilt, a little bit of shame goes a long way. It gets them right in the door. Sit down in the seat. Amen. Yeah. No, that's Christian. I work both sides of the fence, though. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a Jew when I have to be, but I'm a Christian when I have to be too. That's right. Jesus was a cool motherfucker. All right. 
He was. I have a lot of tattoos, even though I'm a Jew. Here we go. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy. Comedy. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I love that. I love that grandpa's cookies. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! Our first comedian of the night is a man that I saw two weeks ago at uh, Doc's Lab, and he blew my fucking mind. He had such a great set, and I said, come by the clubhouse any fucking time. And you guys are going to enjoy his jokes right now. He is, uh, he, there he is, yeah! I was, I was, I was looking for that. Uh, his name's LT, but I like to call him the Lieutenant, right? So you guys put your hands together for Lieutenant Miller! Yeah! Well, good evening. My name is LT Miller, and I first want to thank the uh, the AARP, my... <laughs> my orthopedic surgeon and my dentist for being here tonight. And oh yes, and Jesus, that was Jesus Rodriguez. He's the cab driver who dropped me off here tonight. So where are all the Asian people? <laughs> I, thought, I, th I thought this city was one-third Asian, right? I, I don't get it. Uh, I, I never understood demographics. Uh, my current demographic is I'm a single white heterosexual male, and I was born a single white heterosexual male, and I will probably die a single white heterosexual male. It's, it's just funny how, how life changes like that. <laughs> so, the... Um, my my girlfriend, her name is uh, Baby Doll. She's she's uh, she's over 21. She's forever 21, or so she thinks. But I'm I'm proud to admit to her that I'm a premature ejaculator. I have I have no problem with that, and I'm I'm unfortunately I can't say right now that I am a wet dreamer. I'm I'm working on that. I'm dreaming about that. But premature ejaculation is my fountain of youth. You know, I, feel, I feel young again. Well, I feel, I feel younger anyway. So uh, when, I, when I, I try to explain to Baby Doll, she's not happy about this. I said, look, Baby Doll, when we're naked together in my bed or your pickup truck or we're at the senior center, I, I, I just can't hold back. I, I can't resist you. You're so, you're so hot. You're, you're, you're so sexy. I mean, you're just, uh, you know, I, I mean, I just, just can't, cannot hold back. Uh, but she doesn't buy this. I mean, this doesn't matter much to her. So I also point out that parts of my body stay hard for a very long time. Uh, you know, my, my nose, my tongue, my, my chin, my teeth, my elbows, my knuckles, my fingers, my kneecaps, my heels, and my toes. So she, she, she's not impressed with that, so she, she, decide, she has decided I have a major problem, and uh, she, she's also feeling that she's, you know, really um, putting it out there 
to solve the problem of other men. So she, has, she is organizing a walk to end premature ejaculation. <laughs> and, and that will be this later this spring. It's like a $100 entry fee. You get a 50% cotton t-shirt from one of the finest sweatshops in Bangladesh. Plus you get a four ounce bottle of Astroglide. And uh, you know, it's, it's gonna be a brief walk, very short, won't take much time, and you, you, can, even, you can even let your fingers do the walking with this one. So, um, I, I, recently my, my uh, dating life has been more of like d dating death. So, I'm thinking, well, Maybe my dating rules are too strict, but, but I don't think so. You know, I'm, I, I don't ask for much, just that, for instance, the woman cannot exceed, uh, she has to be no, no older than five-eighths of my age. That's, that's number one. Number two, her shoulders, ass, and waist must be smaller than mine. Her breasts must be larger. Her... her uh, no facial hair, or she must have less facial hair than I. Uh, she also must, her, her vagina must be tighter and smaller than my mouth. And then her, her, aroused, her aroused clitoris must be smaller than my unaroused penis. And, and, and if not, that, that, that's, a real, that's a real deal breaker. So, and I prefer women with dark hair. You know, most women in the world have dark hair. Right, you know, like so, our North Korean women, Armenian women, uh, women from uh, Azerbaijan, uh, <laughs> Muslim women. So I, I, I feel, I just feel my my odds are a lot better. I, I made an exception with my ex-wife many years ago. She wasn't my ex at the time, and she wasn't my wife. She had long red hair flowing down her back. It was, it was lovely. Unfortunately, no hair on her head, but it's, <laughs> as soon as I, it went all the way down to her, her waist, as soon as I saw the red hair, I started to fantasize about red-hot sex, red-hot pubic hair. And when I got down there, I discovered it was rust. So... <laughs> WD-40 didn't do, didn't do much there. <laughs> so I, I'd like to uh, switch over now to uh, a vocabulary thing. I, I, wanted, I would like to deconstruct and trace the history of the word motherfucker, the term motherfucker. So, you know, where did that come from? Why did that come from? <laughs> you know, what, what so uh, uh, the... Um, the, the, the term itself, I mean, just think of the range of emotions. If, if, if I don't finish that, this up tonight, I'm gonna do it around Mother's Day or Father's Day. But, but just think about the range of emotions you can express in English with those two simple, two-syllable two words. Motherfucker. Anything that happens, everything and anything that happens in life. Motherfucker, the eight wonders of the world. Motherfucker, it covers everything. Birth, death, uh, suicide, uh, Donald Trump, uh, Sarah Palin. 
You know, you can, you can cover the whole, you know, the entirety of human existence with that simple word. Now, again, as far as being, I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm a motherfucker. No, I, I, don't, I don't get insulted if anyone calls me a motherfucker because I am a motherfucker, or I have been. So I have had sex with mothers in the past. <laughs> and... Um, um, the, the, the term itself, I'm thinking, well, we have motherfucker, right? It's such a sexist term. Why don't we have fatherfucker? I mean, why, has any, has any woman in here called any mother, anybody a motherfucker? Has another woman? Oh, <laughs> so, sorry. So, uh, um, Okay, I'm just, just trying to, <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap it up here. So, so my, my, my father was a motherfucker after all. Uh, and and he, he still hates it when I call him that, but he, he can't catch me because he's still, he's still in a wheelchair. <laughs> so, uh, well, thanks very much. I don't wanna, don't wanna go on anymore. <laughs> Thank you. Keep it going for LT Miller! Yay! I like him so much better than Paul Sanford. I hope that you come back around again and again and again. Uh, your next comedian, she's all the way out of L.A. We haven't seen her before, and you guys are going to laugh your asses off. Obviously, clap your hands together wildly, like you've never clapped before, for Lucia Breezy! Oh, good evening, everyone. I am uh, I'm so spiritually connected. It feels amazing. I'm like so connected to the source within all living things. I just talk to God all the time. She's like, Lucia, it's Oprah. I love you. I know, I know, Oprah. You're a star. I know, we'll talk about this later. She makes me blush, but... Uh, I know, it's like, you know, I can feel all that love, like I feel all that love, and yet I still want like that lesser love, like that fucking human love. Like, sorry, Oprah, like I need like the fucking human love. Who in here needs like that human love? Yeah, why is that? Like, why can't we just be satisfied with like God's big love, you know? She's like giving it up. She's like giving away Kia's under her fucking chairs. So, like, I wonder if we could, like, be that love for each other, like, that big love for each other. So, like, can we try that tonight? Can I help you with that? Can I help you with that, guys? Okay, awesome. I love it. So, let's all just, like, decide, like, why? I'm sorry. There's a girl eating a burrito, and I just want to point out how awesome that is, because that girl is fucking feeling it. She's fucking eating that burrito. She's eating that burrito. burrito. Yeah. She's like, hey, I might be at a fucking show. What's a show? You know, I'm, I, I want to eat my fucking burrito. How good does that feel right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. We all need to feel that good. Okay. Can we all feel that good without the burrito though? That's the question. Welcome. You just came. I love it. Thank you. Please be seated. We're learning how to love. Okay, I'm so glad you sat right here. So, we're going to fall in love. Do you agree to this? Because I don't want it to be consensual. Just say yes. Just say yes. You're at a show. Just be agreeable. Sure? All right, we'll break him down. So, what color are my eyes? 
he said like with so much anger yours are brown too yeah. i noticed that about you okay all right the next step to falling in love is to sharing like the details of the most special parts of ourselves so would you agree that you remember your life in like five second video form like moments like your mom's sweater yeah yeah so what's like the most special five second video That calls to mind a very specific image. I love it. Beauty of sex. My first blowjob, yes. First blowjob. Oh, so good. I wish I could know that. But I do know that because I know. I get it. I feel it. We're all one. Did you guys know that? Bleep. We're the bleep. Did you know? Anyone watch that? Fucking transformative. All right. Um... So my favorite five-second video is actually with Chloe Feynman right here high-fiving each other last week in our own urine on the UCB LA stage while doing splits in our own urine, in our own urine. So we're falling in love. I just shared my heart. You shared your heart. Okay. Now another way to fall in love. Let's all, everyone, I want everyone to do this because we're all falling in love, not just us two lucky folks. Okay, everyone, can you all um, just close your eyes for a moment? And just exhale and just listen to each other exhale. What's the point? <laughs> what is the fucking point, guys? <laughs> Sir, if you could lift your head, we're done with the exhale, and it's so sad to see your face down. Okay, we're, thank you for committing to the exhale. But like, really, what is the point? And it's not, it's an easy, it's a fucking easy, fucking easy fucking question because we've been talking about the whole fucking time I've been up here. What's the fucking point? <laughs> like to life? Love. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Really good student. <laughs> so it's love, right? But like, why don't we just go around loving then? You know, like, okay, only one man has ever told me that he loved me and it was in Paris and he prefaced it with only for tonight. But tonight I'm so in love with you. Yeah, and then, then one man, only one man actually loved me. But when I told him I loved him, he said, you're great. So like, why is it that we say the things we don't mean, but we don't say the things that we do mean? You know? Thank you. Maybe it's because like when we do mean it, it doesn't need to be said. Like Oprah's like, I love you. And I'm like, Oprah, I get it. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't need, we feel it. We know it, but then we don't trust the things we feel. Like the fact that we're fucking falling in love. Do you want to kiss me? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> but you know what? That's actually a great segue to my next point. Which is that intimacy is fucking gross. It is so gross. Right now I have my healer is living in my home in my studio apartment because she believes I need to learn how to like be comfortable with other people and like learn fucking intimacy. And like, or she's been guided. She's been guided by her spirits. They're like, they've told her she needs to go $40,000 into debt. She's 20,000 right now. And they've told her to come live with me to teach me intimacy. And like, they know nothing about fucking boundaries, like at all. And my Oprah's like, your guides, Katie, they're hacks. 
Um, but you know what she's doing? She's doing some good shit. She's doing some Reiki on me, and that feels amazing. Does anyone have Reiki? It's so good. It feels like magic. It's amazing. So I'm going to learn fucking Reiki, and I'm just going to kill her with Reiki. <laughs> I'm killing her with Reiki. So uh, that's it. Thank you so much. I should accept more clapping from Stefan Massey on that one. Uh, hey, uh, get Connor in here. Tell Connor it's his turn. All right, your next comedian. Your next comedian is a lovely human being. He is so helpful here. He's been running the door at uh, the Pamtastics forever, and it gives him all kinds of special privileges and whatnot, like performing for you right now. He's hilarious. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together. It's Connor Doherty. This. <laughs> I actually, I think that's just like contact smell. I'm like relatively sober. Yeah, you know what, you know what goes on out there. Goodness, I didn't, oh, I'm so excited all of a sudden. Go from handling, oh man, it's just like up and, you know, handling cash, handling a microphone. In the big leagues. <laughs> I went to the doctor. Oh, man, I don't like the San Francisco doctors. <laughs> they talk to you like they, like they want to be your friend. It's like, stop telling me about your kid's Minecraft costume and like look at my body. That's what I'm paying you for. It's the first time I've ever been upset that I paid a man for his time and... He didn't touch my balls. I <laughs> uh, don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth from my psychiatrist anymore. I used to feel like I was. Back when I was starting on this medication, it's the only thing I've ever put into my body that gave me both diarrhea and constipation. How is that even possible? How can one substance do that? That's why you pay a psychiatrist to try to explain that shit to you. But now he just writes the same prescription every time. But I still have to pay him the same amount. So I feel like I need to show up like naked and screaming at his house. <laughs> really get my money's worth. The only thing I'm worried about is the billing. Like, if I'm already at my deductible, is that just a copay situation? Or, like, how is that covered? <laughs> my psychiatrist told me I had to quit smoking cigarettes, which I did. Cigarettes, Pam. <laughs> cigarettes. We don't talk about weed much. Uh, which I did. I used nicotine gum, which I recommend. The only thing is it ruins you for regular gum. I chew a piece of Trident now. I'm like, this does nothing for me. Oh, everything's an addiction. Just some things have marketing budgets. <laughs> you never hear about small batch, single origin heroin. <laughs> or maybe you do. I don't know. I'm not buying it much. You can ask maybe someone later. You can ask. Uh, I bought some coffee recently. It's <laughs> a pretty good premise, right? <laughs> pretty good. Getting excited for what comes next. No, I, when you buy coffee.
coffee in San Francisco, it's not just the coffee. You're buying an experience, you know? It's like the whole free trade, fair, whatever bullshit. This bag of coffee I bought said no slavery. <laughs> First of all, some copywriter got paid for that. <laughs> Like, presumably, I don't know, maybe they did, but presumably if it actually got printed, they didn't get fired on the spot when they turned that in. So it's supposed to make you feel like the company has some social conscience. It just makes it seem like they have really low standards for workers' rights. Right? Like, I have a pair of Nikes at home. They paid those kids in Malaysia. Whoa. <laughs> I don't have standards, man. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about something more fun. I'm ethnically half redneck. Um, yeah, I don't know. That might be a, like a combination of like recessive things. I don't know. The real rednecks will have like buckshot or something. <laughs> That's not how I got mine. I get to say redneck, by the way. Speaking of shooting at faces, I get to say redneck, by the way, because they used to take me deer hunting when I was just a child. I was like seven. I'm a vegetarian now, by the way, but they would take me deer hunting in this giant coat, and they would make me walk through the woods to scare the deer out to them. And like when you've been made to do that, you know, you're walking through the woods toward a bunch of rednecks with guns, you get to say redneck. <laughs> anyway, they all live in northern Wisconsin. They, yeah, let's see, they're, when they're not out uh, drinking, smoking, gambling, killing small animals, they like complaining about the degenerates that are ruining America. It's fine, they don't know what irony means. I think irony is the taste in their tap water. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Roast those relatives 2,000 miles away and think you're dead. I don't think they think I'm dead. They th I think they think I'm gay. <laughs> they de well, they definitely did. Like It used to be like if you asked them, like, what's Connor like? They'd be like, uh, egghead, possibly homosexual. And then they, <laughs> and then they met my high school girlfriend at my high school graduation. I kid you not, the first thing, my, she's half... Uh, Peruvian half white. First thing my grandpa says was, Were you born in this country? <laughs> I was like, No! You can't say that! I finally got a girl that'll touch me sometimes, and you ask her if she was born in this country. Yeah, and then I moved to California and stopped eating meat, which is pretty gay, so yeah. <laughs> Give it up for Pam! <laughs> Connor Doherty, yay! His dimples are so cute, if he'd just shave his face, I'm sure he'd get a lot more pussy. Uh, I'm just saying. No, I like beards. I like beards as much as the next person, but his is like in that in-between stage. It's too hipster for me. Uh, all right. I do like him young, though. We all know that. It's cool. Uh, your next comedian uh, comes via Seattle. Which is really awesome, because uh, Seattle is awesome, and if you guys haven't been up there, holy fuck, it is such a great scene. And um, I'm sure you've been at Jai Tai all the time up there in Seattle, so I'm sure he's probably headlined there. You guys are going to love him up so much. Put your hands together right now. It's Carter Morgan! 
Thanks, Pam. Thanks, Pam. Man, San Fran is different. Like, I'm not, where'd that stand go? Oh, I wanted this. I saw a power pose earlier. I wanted to mimic it. I don't know how you got up on that. I was scared. I've got one question. Did he use tongue? No. You thought so, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I've seen all kinds of. <laughs> She's like, am I still a virgin? <laughs> oh man, I saw a homeless dude's dick. Uh, that was like, that's my introduction to San Fran. That was weird. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I've been thinking like about making commercials and stuff. Like that's what I come down here for. I want to make one about bleach. I want to get a racist. Uh, well, some people see a racist. I see a marketing opportunity, you know? So, like, take Donald Sterling. He's the guy that got fired from the Clippers for hating all black people. If you put him on bleach, you can say things like, Donald Sterling bleach. It'll get them colors out. Guaranteed. It's fucked up, but effective. I like him. He's like, oh, no. They said that in my youth. How you doing? How you doing? What you got to drink? What? Blue Moon? I dig it. Did you just buy anything? We just pick something at random? We're gonna need something? <laughs> oh, man. Can I tell you guys a secret? My little brother is hung. Like, no, seriously. And like, my, mine, is, mine is nice, it's just his is, it's crazy, man. I'm serious. I remember the first time I ever changed his diaper. I accidentally put a baby shoe on it. No one noticed. My uncle was like, look at that little three-legged boy running around. Three legs, three shoes, only two knees. <laughs> Can't run and jump like that. Oh, man. I'm going to skip that way. <laughs> hey, uh, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I like being on stage. It's, it's fun. Be the center of attention half the time, most of the time. <laughs> I don't even know how to handle that one, guys. I need a reset. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm the kind of guy like uh, I get into stupid situations I ended up uh, getting into a rap battle with a homeless dude the other day I'm serious it happens because I try and intimidate people into leaving me alone so I'll sag my pants I'll throw up my hoodie I'll rap but I'm not that kind of black so I only know like one rap song so, the other day I was rapping Will Smith's getting jiggy with it it's a classic though right That's the only one I know. I'm gonna ask you after to write those down for me. I'll practice. <laughs> oh man, it was so bad though. This dude started rapping back, so we're battling. Like, cause I'm not gonna lose. I'm competitive, right? It's him and me, me and him. We're going back and forth. I'm just trying to get him to leave me alone. 
he's trying to get a small business loan for like a quarter or something. Right? Oh, man, it was rough. I realize I'm not going to win this battle. Like, you don't get more street than homeless. <laughs> fucked up. Oh, man. <laughs> you ever get really high and watch TV? And just as a yes? You ever wonder, like, if what you're seeing is really what you're seeing? I was uh, watching some shit. How you doing? How you doing? What do you got in your bag? That is cool. No, the painting. That's artistic. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about uh, zombie movies. And basically, uh, <laughs> I like the little clap. It's a weird, like, we have this weird preoccupation with zombies right now. Pride, prejudice, zombies. Abe Lincoln, zombie killer. <laughs> like, anything soulless, we're all for. And it makes sense to me when you think about it. Because our whole society is built on a zombie fanfic. Has anyone read the Bible? You read it? You read it? Check us out. It's a two-part zombie fanfic. Part one, you have this mad scientist. He's doing shit like creating people out of people, creating people out of dirt, plagues, weird shit. And people are like, yo, you've got to chill out. And he goes, you talking to me? You telling me how to do this? And so he makes a little zombie baby, puts it in the manger. That's the end of part one. Part two is where it starts to get freaky. Our little zombie baby's all grown up. He's walking on water, going 40 days and 40 nights without people food because he's a zombie. <laughs> people get fed up. They're like, no, enough. So they crucify him. But he, but he doesn't die because he's a zombie. <laughs> so they get really fed up. They stab him in the heart. They throw him in a cave. They put a big-ass rock in front of the cave. And he, he still doesn't die because he's a zombie, which makes sense. What creeps me out is it's been 2,000 years and he's still out there somewhere. Like he could be a stranger on a bus or something, you know, like creeps me out. I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys, that is my time. Thank you so much, Carter Morgan. Carter Morgan, I was hoping you would make out with a toy on stage. Like I thought this was the makeout show. I was like, are you guys going to have a love connection and stuff? I was, I'm just excited about people kissing each other. It happened earlier. She kissed a guy on the stage. It was really nice. It was fun. It was more action than we've seen in the clubhouse in a long-ass time. Let me tell you. Not a lot of action in this clubhouse. Uh, your next comedian, he's all the way from L.A. I met him last night at Brainwash. He had a fantastic set, and you guys should be super, super excited to see him right now. Everybody put your hands together all the way from L.A. Chris Gardner! Yeah, yeah, y'all, yeah, have my phone in my head, my bad. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's gonna, what's gonna happen, man? What's gonna happen, baby? We had kisses on stage. We had farts in the bathroom. What's up, baby? What's going down, huh? Watch me just have a regular ass set. I want something to happen. Y'all gotta make something special happen for me while I'm on stage, man. We got snorting, we got snorting going on, baby. We got snorting going on. We got snorting. <laughs> that fart was like, it was like, it was like, it was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like eh. <laughs> no, I dig it. Pam, I see, that's why I, I just met, I just, I just met Pam yesterday, but I fuck with her, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you get that, sometimes that air getting your butt, you gotta free it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta free that booty air, baby. 
Set that shit free. Literally. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Y'all be uh y'all be messing with these online dating sites and such. I dabble. I dabble. I be on this uh I be on this app called Soul Swipe, right? She know what it is. It's like black tinder. It's like black tinder. Right? <laughs> no, yeah, it's like soul swipe, it's like black tinder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on uh I'm on Tinder too, but uh I'm on Soul Swipe because if I'm not doing so hot on Tinder, I know I can bet on black. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I saw I saw it's there for me. That's all I always have that, you know. But no, nah, man, scattered throughout my swipes on Soul Swipe, it be a uh, it be different races of women uh, looking for black dudes, right? I want to get with a white girl off Soul Swipe, man. You know, like not because I think they're better. It's just a funny story to me. You know, my boy be like, oh man, I'm like, man, how'd y'all meet? I'm like, oh. You better on Soul Swipe. <laughs> you better work on Soul Swipe. What can I say, man? She's a Wu Tang fan, you know. <laughs> you know, old dirty bastard is a spirit animal. <laughs> Baby likes it raw. But nah, man. If there's a, if there's a, if there's a white girls on Soul Swipe looking for black dudes, you know there's white guys on Soul Swipe looking for black girls. What if two white people met on Soul Swipe? <laughs> Huh? Huh? <laughs> Two Caucasians brought together by Jungle Fever. <laughs> I can imagine the conversation. Like, oh, so uh, what about your soul swipe? Uh, definitely not you. <laughs> yeah, but I'll take it. <laughs> a titty's a titty. It's funny, though, because uh, on Tinder, when you match with somebody, it goes, it's a match, right? But on soul swipe, when you match with somebody, it goes, you got soul. <laughs> no joke. Like, who made this shit, Shaft? <laughs> you get five matches in a row, go soul train. He's gonna start blasting out the phone. <laughs> shit is so silly, man. I uh, I realized through my travels as a black man, I can't call white girls thick and go on about my day without explaining myself. I was hanging with this white girl on my balcony one night. I was like, damn, girl, you got some thick-ass thighs. And I slapped her on the leg. But she looked at me like I slapped her across the face. I was like, whoa, girl, relax. I called you thick. If I thought you was fat, I'd have just asked how your day was. <laughs> Said, <laughs> like, next subject, how's your dog? <laughs> yeah. Cuz, man, white girls don't be knowing what thick is, man. You know? Like, is fat a form of thick? Yeah. But thick is not necessarily fat, though. You know? Serena Williams is thick. It's one of the baddest bodies on the planet. Uh, Nicki Minaj, Kim Kardashian. These are thick-ass women, man. If you're looking for fat, just hit that BBW section on Pornhub. Okay? <laughs> it's a place where you can learn and feel ashamed of yourself. Killing two birds with one nut. Pow! <laughs> Killing them. Killing those birds with one nut. You ever kill a bird with a nut, man? I haven't either. That shit would be dope, though. I mean, I don't believe in killing animals, but if I can kill an animal with a nut, I'd do that shit. <laughs> That's stupid. Killing animals with deep. What kind of nuts you got to kill an animal with it? What do you, what do you think? Do you think it'll like, do you think it'll burn through the animal like acid? 
I would like bludgeon the animal like a hammer. What do you think? Do you, what, do you, what do you think it would be? Or both? Machine gun. Oh! Machine gun nuts. Machine gun nuts. Snorts. Nah. People uh, people get weird when you talk about fat people, man. Like not when you've been offensive. Not been offensive. Just like if you point something out, not like, you know, this work is weird. I was at work one day, right, and I was going through this magazine. It was a picture of Jill Scott, right? And if you don't know Jill Scott, it's a, it's a heavy set soul singer, right? I'm like, uh, come on. Let me, let me tell it. Let me tell it. She's black. I, I, I would be black. We know. I, I know. I get it. I, I, get, I get it. We black, so we know about the same stuff, that stuff y'all don't know about. But uh, no, nah, I man, I was going through this uh magazine. It was a picture of Jill Scott. I was like, damn, man, you know, Jill Scott looked good. She lost all this weight, right? She lost a lot of weight. My coworker goes, oh, oh, Chris, oh, Jill Scott has always been beautiful. Oh, but I'm not saying Jill Scott's not beautiful. I just think people look better with one chin. <laughs> is that fair? Like, why is it wrong for me to say that? You know what I'm saying? That's why people lose weight, right? But to not die and to remove excess chin. So, you know, people go, oh, God, somebody got to say that. Oh, we can say that. Oh. You know? I'm not fat bashing. You know what I mean? I'm not fat. I don't believe in making nobody feel bad or calling nobody outside their name. You know? But if a fat observation presents itself, I might have to meet it halfway. You know? Like, yeah, man, she's cute in the face, but I pass on her cankles. <laughs> oh, oh, Chris, oh. <laughs> like what, man? I like my ankles without the letter C in front. Why is that a problem? I don't understand. Do you know? And then you got people who like you got you got people who like you got people who only see extremes. Like they only see extremes. Uh, oh, so what, Chris? She gotta be skinny. Are you so offended? You you don't know the difference between skinny and skinnier? You know what I'm saying? Like Jill Scott has gotten a lot skinnier. There's also nothing skinny about Jill Scott. Does that make sense? I said, that works. I remember this girl posted, one of my friends posted something on Facebook, right? She was like, uh, there's no such thing as being overweight, right? It's like, like I, I get it. I get what you're trying to do. Like, oh, love yourself. Love your body. Big is beautiful. Like, that's great, but let's not pretend diabetes don't exist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I've seen dialysis. That shit is real. It's real. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, bitch. You know? Uh, something weird happened to me a while back. A friend of mine texted me, right? He's like, uh, he's like, hey, Chris, man, you want to do a skit on Saturday? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. I'll do a skit on Saturday. He's like, all right, be to the house Saturday morning. Uh, we're going to Santa Monica Beach. Santa Monica Beach is in LA. You're going to Santa Monica Beach. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm down. I get to the house Saturday morning, right? A friend of mine hands me the sugar cube, right? I look up, I look, wait, wait. I look up, like four or five of my friends are doing a toast with these sugar cubes like it's wine, right? Mind you, my boy's from Italy. I'm like, oh, this must be some Italian shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we pop the sugar cubes and everything, man. We go, I'm going, I think we about to go shoot something. 
We go to the car. My friend goes, oh, Chris, I'm glad you're doing assassin with us today, man. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, are we doing assassin today? When? Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, dude, you didn't know there was acid in that sugar cube? Oh, no. like, oh, I already did acid today. Okay. okay. <laughs> I guess I wasn't no Italian shit then. See, that's what happens when you try to respect other people's cultures, man. You end up on them drugs instead. <laughs> on them drugs. No, what happened was uh, my friend, he had voice text. He voice texted me. He told me. He was like, hey, man, you want to do acid on Saturday? Right? But Siri got that and said, ooh, I'm going to trick him and sent out, hey, man, you want to do a skit on Saturday? Oh right? I got drugged and kidnapped over a typo. <laughs> and I was cool with it. I'm like, oh, that's what we're doing today? Okay, let me cancel my plans. Spend 10 hours counting grains of sand individually <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> Towards the end of the trip, we went to uh, Tender Greens. Yeah. You know, just because I'm on acid don't mean I can't have a healthy trip. You know what I'm no days off. I went to the bathroom while at Tender Greens. Like my skin was burnt from being in the sun all day. My eyes was red. My hair was dirty. But I felt like I had been on vacation all day. You know what I'm saying? Moral of the story, drug your friends, man. They might need it. I, I needed that shit. I work hard. I needed that shit. Hey, drugs, bitch. What? Chris Gardner clearly loves San Francisco because he is into the drugs like the rest of us. Absolutely perfect. Thank you so much for being here. We have another comedian from L.A. It's a big L.A. night, everybody. Super exciting. Your next comedian, she's been here before. I've enjoyed her set so much, and that's why she's back. Love her up and clap those meat paws together for Chloe Feynman. Thank you. I am a white chick with thick-ass legs. (laughs) Yeah. In Los Angeles, all these motherfuckers are always like, who do you, who do you look like? You look like, you're like Natalie Portman. No, but like, like Natalie Portman's baby sister. Like Natalie Portman, like Oklahoma, Natalie. I'm like, I'm thick swan. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. I mean, I love being thick. Thank you. I have an ass that can wobble. I don't need to be doing ballet. I twerk. It's way more fun. Just saying. Man, everyone's talking about the time. The first time I said love, you reminded me of this. I was like, I gave my first blowjob. This is true, completely true. I gave my first blowjob and I swallowed. And I looked the guy in the eye and I went, I love you. <laughs> And he had to say it back. <laughs> I've been a manipulative cunt since I was 15. And I thought, and he was like, I love you too. And we had this whole relationship because he was like vulnerable in that moment. I thought I knew male vulnerability. God damn. Um, so I was fiddling my puss. Hey now. <laughs> that's kind of weird. Sorry, that's so weird. Uh, so, I was fit, uh, so I was fiddling my puss. <laughs> and 
my dad, my dad helped me come up with that joke today. <laughs> That's some Bay Area shit. I love it up here with the crazies. <laughs> um, speaking of my fuck, I have a crazy family. Uh, my, like, they all did so much acid. Acid, they all did acid. I have an aunt who did so much acid. She comes into my kitchen and she's like, there's a ghost in this house. <laughs> That's cool. You got a ghost. Oh, <gasps> he put a Band-Aid on my arm! Yeah! What, he put a Band-Aid on your arm? Like, an hour later, she'll be like, I forgot I got acupuncture. <laughs> I smoke too much dope. So he's like hating on millennials. She's like, your generation's so uptight. Back in my day, it was smoke a joint, drop acid, and repeat. <laughs> She's the shit. Millennials are crazy. I, I tried dating one this week in LA. <laughs> Went to Chinatown, and this guy gave him a bad look, and he just goes, fuck you, I could fuck you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's like a 21-year-old white kid. I'm a lot older, but I'm not going to give away my fucking age. He's like, no, I'm serious. Like, I'm not a bad-looking guy, but, like, why look at me like that? Fuck you. I, I could, like, I could fuck you, bro. I could fuck you, bro. Like, this language is so dumb. Like, just white kids from Nowheresville, California, trying to be fucking unique, up, like, taking every, like, like, our whole, like, all the, every text is just, like, tight. Like, that's what's up. Tight. <laughs> all right, tight. Where do you want to meet? The downtown LA farmers. Uh, chill. Dope. All right, for show. You can't, like, shut up. You're from Burbank, bitch. Like, shut up. I'm white. I don't do that shit. I fear having sex with you. Like, people don't know how to talk anymore. It's just emojis and Urban Dictionary to be unique. Like, fucking is just like, mm, yeah. As white people, right? Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Oh, tight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, tight and right. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, oh, for sure, oh, dope, oh, yes, 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 queen. It's lit. <laughs> so stupid, I hate it. My nieces, like, we're white, and they'll text me stuff, I'll ask them a question, I'll be like, hey, did you see, is that too much titty on Facebook? And they'll be like, no, no, you look lit. And then the other one will be like, Agresha. It's stupid. Agresha. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just ranting. I'm sick of this shit. 21-year-old motherfucker. I have a hard time dating in LA. The last time I had sex, a guy, he came on my chest and then was like, yo, I got to get out of here. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, um, like my grandma's in the ER. <laughs> I was like, go, go, go. Oh, it's so moist. <laughs> Semen is a great moisturizer. I don't know if you know that. I'm serious. I learned this at Planned Parenthood. She was like, we learned this in nursing school. It's very good, so just get come on. Um, come, 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 come. I learned about coming in acting school. 
I was 18 years old, and the teacher would be like, you, God damn it, Chloe, you're a fucking train wreck. You either hit it out of the park. Come here. Come here. Come here, come here, come here, come here. You have to grow a penis. You have to grow a penis. This is how I learned to like be hot in bed, grow a penis. He'd be like, Macbeth, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Imagine she is sucking your cock. She has you wrapped around her finger. I'm going to dim the lights. He was this gay old alcoholic. He'd be like, you must get off on each other in this scene. He'd be like 18. He'd be like, Throw your pussy in the ring! <laughs> I shit you not. He'd be like, Chloe, you move across the stage like there's a fist up your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's your animal work? She's a sphinx, remember? It's, come on, it's pelvis. 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 <laughs> so crazy. He was so drunk all the time and be like, he'd come up to me and be like, the problem with you is that you're too nice. You have to go home and sew toy penises on your stuffed animals. <laughs> Penis. How do I grow a penis? It's driving me crazy. Penises. Everyone's so crazy. LA is crazy. Isn't it crazy? We uh, Airbnb'd our apartment last week to a woman named Queef. She's one of those Burning Man people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's from Sweden. She comes in. She's like, I'm Queef. I'm, I'm fat, it's my rap name. Yeah, I'm like Swedish Pussy Riot, you know? I'm famous at Burning Man. And I'm like, well, what's your rap, bitch? <laughs> He's like, eat my pussy like it's bread. I love coochie, I love coochie. Eat my peach like it's bleach. <laughs> she was like, I love coochie, I, I love coochie. That's my, that's my thing, I love coochie. And she had like no clothes. So I'm like, hey friend, can I borrow some clothes? I just have this little jumper. <laughs> Sorry. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, can take the T-shirt. So like, oh, I, I met the coolest guy today. He had his face all painted like white, and he was like barking at people. So I invite him over for dinner. <laughs> and I was like, he's homeless. <laughs> no. He's not homeless. He lives outside. <laughs> I was like, that's homeless. No, no, his, his home is outside. He's an, he's an artist. And I was like, no, no, he's home. Like, wh what did he smell like? <laughs> like a concert. I'm like, that's homeless. You cannot invite him in. Like he was eating pizza. Homeless. <laughs> on this huge fight. Oh my God, it was crazy. Burning Man is crazy. These people are crazy. Everything's art. Everything's art. She always had. She's like always crotchless. Like she's like, I'm going. I'm going to Burning Man this year. I'm gonna be like an alien. I'm gonna have my teeth all painted black, and I just like, you know, like like I'm the black alien. And I was like, what's a black alien? <laughs> She'd be like, patriarchy. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, I love it. Oh, people. Uh, uh. Um, what else? There's so much to talk about up here. Oh, I'll leave you with this. Um, so as I was walking up here, 
I saw a dog taking a shit. And I realized all dogs poop the same. They're all like, <coughs> they have the poop. <coughs> and they find the place. I'm gonna <laughs> and then they fart like Pam. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> and then after after they after they do a Pam fart, <laughs> they all curl. All these dogs curl, and then they all fucking look away. They all look away. <laughs> and I think that should be the new dance move. Like, fuck the name, but you have to add a Pam fart. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you. Keep it going for Chloe Feynman. That was awesome. Just so you guys know, I'm I'm newly afflicted with IBS, so that's the problem. I can't fart for normal. I always have to do it in the bathroom because the liquid poo comes out of my ass. So I have to, I can't fart like a normal person. I have to do it in the bathroom because sometimes it's just like, and then if I don't have, if I don't have a diaper on, like it's not my period, I'm fucked. You know what I mean? And then it's going to come through the back of my pants. It's just, I'm going to be like a questionably housed person. I like to call him questionably housed. I'm going to do one joke real quick because you talked about Burning Man. And uh, I figured out a way. I've been to Burning Man three times, and it's not something I'm necessarily proud of, uh, but it's a thing. I used to be, I used to wear flowy skirt, whatever. I used to be Burning Man person. Anyways, um, I figured out a way that you guys can go to Burning Man here in the city almost for free. Okay, so what you do is you get two hits of ecstasy, uh, and you take one of them, and then before you get high, uh, you YouTube a bunch of first-person perspective GoPros about Burning Man, okay? And then you get them all set up, and then you run downstairs, and you ask somebody on the street to take a hit of ecstasy, and then they do it. And then you make them come into your apartment, and you sit really close to the TV screen, and you watch Burning Man, like, on the screen, and then you become best friends for, like, five minutes. And that's Burning Man. That's basically You made a best friend for five minutes. You've done it, okay? It's that easy. You just have to take ecstasy with a stranger, and you can do it without shitting into a bag, because that's how I do it. I don't like the porta potties at Burning Man, so I take... Uh, this is a pro tip if you ever go to Burning Man. You take this gallons of block bags, not very family uh, earth friendly, but and you cover over the top and then you put it up against your twat and you pee in them or you stick them up against your ass and you shit in them and you seal them up and you put them underneath your car in a double sealed plastic bag and then you drop that off on your way home in a, a Safeway parking lot. <laughs> That's... <laughs> They have open dumpsters and you just dump your shit there because I'm an American and that's what I do. I just dump my shit wherever I want. Leave no trace, fuck you. I'm gonna leave my trace in Truckee at the Safeway. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, hey, Chloe Fine was amazing. Uh, clap again for Chloe Feynman, yay! You are an actress and you're... <laughs> I mean, you're like... This Whenever they do, if they have another golem, you should try out. It's going to be great. You're going to win. Your next comedian is a doll, and he runs an amazing room on Wednesday nights at Iron and Gold. And uh, he did 25 minutes last night here at the zoo. So we're going to see what he does with his 10 tonight. It's going to be amazing. Put your hand. Are you really wearing white jeans? What a baller. 
They, in this light, they look white. You are a brave, I'm glad you don't get a period like the rest of us. Uh, he's, I wish you'd grow, if you grew your hair out, you'd be a really pretty lady and then maybe you might get a period. It's, he's really, he's a good looking guy. You'd be a pretty lady. It, I mean, honestly, you just have to pluck those eyebrows and you'd be really, I, I think you'd get a lot of dates as a lady. That's, that, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm drunk now. Put your hands together for Zane Barrett. Keep it going for Pam. She is fantastic. Yes, I was here last night. This stage feels very familiar. Very familiar. So a lot of comics, they talk about uh, the gentrification problem. It's a big deal. People getting kicked out of their homes. Yet the people who get blamed are not the right people. It's always the kid who's just like, I went to school, I did well, and now I got a job in my field, and I moved into the city that I wanted to. He hasn't done anything wrong. It's shitty Saul who owns the building and kicked out a family of five because he raised the rent up $1,000. That's like going into a room, finding your girlfriend fucking another guy and beating him up. He's Fred. He didn't do anything wrong. He just wanted something and it was offered to him and he took it. That's exactly what Fred did. He doesn't deserve to get punched. It's your girlfriend who doesn't deserve a punch because that's wrong. A very stern talking to and you should never see her again. And you should also key that bitch's car because fuck her. I hate Fred. And then Fred was your best friend, so that also causes another problem. So, I mean, it's, it's very different. It's just the wrong people are getting blamed here. The landlords are walking around happy like, I just kicked out a family of five and nobody's giving me shit. <laughs> San Francisco, I love it. Love it. But who's feeling the burn? Who's feeling the fucking burn right now? Yes, yeah, son. Ah, uh, God, but he, he, he does start to say a lot of the same shit after a while. You hear his speeches and it becomes kind of just like a eh, deja vu. I've heard this before. And that's got to track into the rest of his life. Like that's got to move in. Like he's going in for a bank loan and then the guy's like, well, I could give you a 1% savings. The 1% is ruining this country. They are ruining this. Oh, I'm sorry, Fred. Uh, continue. What were, you, what were you saying about the interest rate? Like he's got to track through. I mean, he's going to go off the rails. And I think that w what's great about him is that uh, he is gonna be the greatest weekend at Bernie's ever? It's gonna be, it's gonna be like he's like he's got like if Don, if fucking Mitch Mc, or uh, John McCain, not Mitch McConnell. I get them all confused. Just stupid retards who are old. Uh, if he was dipping a toe in the grave, Bernie has jumped the fuck in. Like he is already there. It's gotta be like Donald fucking killed him and Hillary set the whole thing up and then lied about it. But they're in cahoots, so they gotta prop him up with some glasses. Just carry him around. Just like he's still here. He's still running. We had nothing to do with it. And they've got like a little voice box that just shouts the shit that he used to say. Just statistics from the Labor Bureau. Bureau of Labor. <laughs> One of the two. Either way. I, I just thought that would be hilarious. I mean, he's, he's so old. He looks like he's running for president of the Muppet Show or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. He's a silly, silly, silly man. But I grew up in the suburbs, and uh, there was one thing that just, not, not the Wu-Tang Clan that caused a ruckus. It was the ice cream man. It was the ice cream man. Jesus Christ. And what was crazy was we found out that the ice cream man in our neighborhood were like, where the hell did he go? Like, that was a crisis for us. And he got arrested for being a pedophile. The ice cream man. And like, I was just like, he, he was our ice cream man for a decade, a decade. Like if I worked on the team, like let's catch a predator, that's the first fucking job I'd go to, ice cream men. They deal with children all day, they play a little bit of music and it causes a fucking rocket. I mean, it's a revolution. Kids are just like, once you hear that noise, just ba da 
da, 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 da. Get the fuck up! Mom, get the money! Randy, get off the Nintendo! We gotta go! Just boom! Kick open the door. They're out on the street. You're running for your life. That guy is insane. And it's gotta be marketed like crackheads did it. Because what, look at what it is. It's a popsicle with a gumball in the middle. Like, the guy had to just be like, alright, what are kids fucking like? What are kids fucking like? Yeah, they like popsicles. They like popsicles. What else they fucking like? They like fucking gumballs. They like fucking gumball. Let's put the fucking gumball in the fucking popsicle. And the kids will eat it. And it worked out. And they said, Mitch, this is never going to get off the ground. And guess what? Mitch is a fucking billionaire. But if you've ever had gumballs inside of ice cream, it turns into pea gravel in your mouth. That gumball turns into a solid rock of gum when it's frozen. Doesn't work out at all. It's terrible. But they put Mario's face on the front, so you were just excited as fuck to eat that shit. I mean, it's just like sugar, chemicals, and more sugar at the end. So, uh, But we love it. We love it. There must have been crack in it because you'd fr flip the fuck out. EDM and ice cream make white people go insane. Those are the two things. Those are the two things. If you want to see a dude just... You go to an EDM rave, or you just watch a kid who just heard the Ice Cream Man song. He can't even get like words out of his fucking mouth. He's just so excited, so excited. One's on ecstasy and one's on sugar. Uh, well, it's a gateway drug. Marijuana? No. Fucking ice cream pops. That's the first thing that you just dropped everything for, begged somebody for money, and then ran to go get it. That is the only, yeah, that is the thing that tracks with you. Um, but, uh, yeah. Another thing that white people love, another thing that we love, we love so much, it's the metal. Oh, we love it. Love the fucking metal, man. Oh, I went to... Yeah, oh, fucking Slayer is right. I've reigned in blood multiple times. I, I slept with a woman on her period. Uh, <laughs> I've experienced that. I mean, uh, but like with your, with your period, it ends up being more like when a woman's just like, yeah, it's a bad time of the month right now. That's kind of assuming that you have good parts of the month. Like these homeless women in the tenderloin, I'm just kind of like, no, today she's bleeding, tomorrow she's vomiting, and the next day she's probably shitting. So I think it's just, just a month for her. It's just, yeah, when you, turn into a, when you turn into a poor homeless person in the tenderloin, you're like an old car. You just start to leak. You just start to leak shit. You're just leaking. You are just walking around leaking. You can't wait. You, there's no restrooms, so you just, everything just does not, it just comes out on the road. Usually you take it to a mechanic and get it fixed up, but they don't have health insurance. They don't. They do not. But anyways, getting back to metal. So going to these shows, um, uh, for those of you who don't know, they are the craziest fucking thing in the entire world. It is insane at these places. I walked in, and I like went through. I paid my ticket. I paid the whole thing, and I get through, and I'm on the phone with my dad, and I was just like, hey, dad, all right, I'll see you next weekend. I love you. And I get a hand on the back of the shoulder, and the guy's pulling me out. He's like, you got to leave. I'm like, what? He's like, nobody loves their dads here. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. He's me when I was five, and that's still peeving me off. They're like, ugh. We were all punched in the face by our dads, but we'll let it slide this time. You seem like a nice kid. They let me go in. They let me go in. They did. They did. And I was like, thanks, man, for having a good childhood. I don't know what I'm thanking you for. But uh, so you go in, and it looks like when you saw a fight at your middle school, just a, just a circle of people, and you're just like, what are they watching around for? And you push through a little bit. You get to the middle, and you just see kids just... 
just like punching but hitting nothing and that was a middle school fight everyone is terrified of getting hit in the face but they are so angry at the other person that they're just hoping that if they just keep doing this that somehow they'll make a contact but it's not it's like it's either that or we're sacrificing a goat to the devil considering the music that's happening on stage it's one of the two things and nobody in their right mind would ever step into these things unless you like that music most people be like nope Goodbye. But the rest of us are just like, yeah, fucking this music's dope. Getting punched in the face. Ah, I don't give a shit. Let's run around in a circle. And then the guys, you get you get like a fucking fist to the face on accident, and you fall to the ground, and you're just like, God, I feel like I'm in a fight. And then a guy picks you up, the guy who hit you in the face, and he says, oh, I'm sorry, dude. Are you okay? What is happening right now? Yeah, no, no, what's up? I'm, I'm Craig. You want to go get a beer right now? Like, what the fuck is this? I've been in fights before, and they usually kick my ass and then call me a pussy and leave. This is so nice. It's such a progressive place. You'd think it's so angry, but it's very nice in there. And then everybody on stage, they have their view on Jesus. They all, like, somehow have some view on him. They can't even stay neutral. There's the people who are just like, we love Jesus so much that 10 minutes between our, our songs, we'll tell you about him. Then there's some people who are just like, fuck Jesus. And then there's some in the middle. They've been on a few dates with Jesus. They don't know if they love him yet. I mean, they're trying to support a family of four, and that Carpenter gig, I don't know if it's going to do. I don't know if it's going to do. Ikea exists. It's getting gentrified out. I mean, like, some carpenters can, like, they make money at it, but most is just like, come on, Dave. You made a shitty table. You're not a carpenter. Let's go back to school. You've got a family to support. Your kids need you, Dave. This fucking carpenter gig needs to stop. But could you think that, like, the thing that Jesus ended up actually making was crucifixes? Like, that was the thing that he spent most of his woodworking time making. And then he gets, like, carried to one, and he's just walking there just like, Oh, you bought one of my pieces. That's so great. What the fuck? Oh, no, not like this. Not like this. Not on his own art. Not on his own art. He made that. I mean, he might have appreciated the staining because it probably was his best piece. But still... Still, that's fucking crazy. That's a cruel joke by his own dad. Just like he knew he was going to die, but God didn't tell him how. He just was up there and just like, oh, this is fucked up. Then God's like, ha, 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 son. Wait, you're me. Oh, no. It's a very, yeah, it's a religious figure self-mutilation. That's, it's, it's pretty rough out there. But I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this. I was a substitute teacher for this next joke, uh, and uh, where I was a scientist. And um, so I started, and uh, when I was a kid, I always liked, I, I liked playing the sticker game. Just like, I was deep in the sticker game. Like, if I did something good and the teacher was like, hey, pat on the back, I was like, <laughs> no, bitch. Yeah, this is not how this works. Where's the sticker? I need a lollipop or something. I'm a capitalist. I know how this works. You work for me. I don't work for you. Come on. Let's figure this out. So I see this kid, and he's just the all-star. He's that one kid. If you ever work with kids, you're just kind of like, I like you, and then fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. They're all just inconvenient pieces of shit. But Tommy, that was my boy. That was my boy that day. And he just killed it the science lesson. I was just like, I've got some gold star stickers. Boom, pinned one right on his jacket. I was like, you killed it today, bud. And he's like, where can I do more science? And I'm like, I've got a summer camp. And I was looking around. I couldn't find any post-its. And I'm like, oh, shit. All right, here, let me just like write it on the inside of your arm real quick. And I gave him the number. And then I was just like, go home and ask your parents about this camp. It's fucking amazing. And then I get a call later that night from the principal. And he's like, um, is this Mr. Barrett? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, um, 
You sent a child home today with a gold star on his jacket, a number on the inside of his arm, asking about going to camp. This is a Hebrew school. You're fucking fired, son. You're fucking fired. And I was like, no fucking way. No way could charity end this badly. No way could you go into something thinking you're giving this kid a life. I thought I was setting him up for a career in science. What I set him up for was going home and traumatizing his parents. Two 40-year-old lawyers just got traumatized to death by their own child because of me. It was because of me. Yes, that was where I was going with that, Auschwitz. That was where the numbers happened, on the arm. I don't know if they were 10 digits, so I made sure mine was 11. I don't know. All right, thanks, guys. Zane Barrett just made the Holocaust funny for me, and that was amazing. That was awesome. Keep going for Zane Barrett. Yay! All right, your next comedian, uh, he, because of, because of him, I wrote a new joke because of your name. Here's the thing. I've, I, I've been on my period this week, which kind of sucks, but then it made me think about um, Van Halen. And what I mean by that is Van Hagar, because they wrote this great song. I don't know if you guys got the album OU812. It was like from like 1986 or something. But there's this amazing song about feminism and it goes like this some kind of alien comes from the opening you simply pull the string love comes walking in and i'm like wow the tampon song that is so forward of you know van hagar but of course um sammy hagar is a feminist look at his long hair you know like Anyways, your next comedian, he's, he's actually the beginning of the Van Halen. I came up with it because like, his name is David Roth, but I like to think of him as David Lee Roth, but that's not how that works. He's just David Roth. But he's a very funny man. Put your hands together for David Roth. Yeah, girl. Zane. Even that upbeat Holocaust Museum, Holocaust, <laughs> that's my joke, that, up, <laughs> that upbeat Holocaust joke, everyone was laughing, but now everyone's sad, everyone's sad about the Holocaust, why? You guys, these LA comics, so likable, you guys are so fucking likable, you're gonna see like me and Zach, and I'll, you have all these like broken SF comics, Chloe, you're just like, I went to acting school, like... <laughs> Fun as fuck. Gonna meet you on J Swipe later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm married. Uh, are you? You got Soul Swipe and you got J Swipe. <laughs> Everyone be swiping. I fucking met my wife in class like a goddamn dinosaur. <laughs> That's how dinosaurs met in class. Um, yeah, no, just because I'm older now, I got like a. Things are different. Life is different, guys. I feel like the. I feel like the wise, the wise one in the room, Pam, 34 years old. Yeah, like my role at the club has changed, Chloe. Yeah, like I can see, I don't know. I bet you're like at the club maybe snorting coke off a stripper's ass, maybe if you could afford it. I'm like, I'm like five feet over from Connor uh, telling Tiffany to stuff those ones in an ING high yield savings account. Like, that's my role, girl. That's my role at the club. 
But like I have a buddy, he's like a Marine, and I went to like his bachelor party, and he's like, dude, you gotta get a lap dance from Amber, man. She's fucking crazy. And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm all good. He's like, you gotta do it, man. But like, I don't want to do it because like I've just become the guy that strippers tell their dreams to. Like, that's my role at the club. My buddy's like, you gotta do it, man. It's my party. I'm like, all right. So I get a lap dance from Amber, and then I come out. Uh, he's like, she's crazy, right? She's fucking crazy. I'm like, yeah, uh, crazy about getting her associate's degree in dental hygiene. <laughs> crazy about proving daddy wrong. Crazy about providing a better future for her sons, Brayden and Colt. <laughs> it is a st- You guys have no idea how many stripper babies are named Colt in the Bay Area. Like, it's crazy. Like, if you meet a Colt, be nice to the guy because mama's working hard and dad is behind in his child support. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, girl? Is that your cousin? He told me that I'm not just uh, racial. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chloe's, Chloe's so relieved. Um, but when you look like me, I have this thing where like, I get approached by that Jewish stripper. I don't usually get a lot of empathy for that line. Um, what do you mean, sir? Uh, yeah, but this one came up to me. I guess like, they think that they're my friend or something. Like, they just can take the dance off. Uh, this one came up to me. She's like, my name's not actually Raquel. It's Ruchel. <laughs> and then I came. It was a good, it was a good one, Connor. It was good. Um, I was watching this SeaWorld commercial. Have you, guys, have you guys seen this commercial for SeaWorld? There's this woman on the screen. She's like, at SeaWorld, we don't abuse the whales. <laughs> And then this like subtitle comes up at the end and it's like, get the facts at AskSeaWorld.com. Is that really like a non-biased place to get facts? That's like if someone came up to me and was like, David, are you a good lover? And I'm like, get the facts at AskDavid.com. Which actually redirects to ain't nobody fuck like David.com. You thought the joke was over, Pam. People like energy in this room. That's what I've noticed on the Friday nights. Um, I was helping out my nephew with some math homework. I got some gangster jokes, too. Um, and we were doing these word problems. You guys remember like those word problems back in the day? Yeah, it was like, Carlos traded 90 mangoes to Maria for three donkeys. How many mangoes is each donkey worth? My nephew lives in Milwaukee in the year 2016. Like, why is he learning to barter in an 1850s Pueblo? <laughs> and like, who is writing these word problems? Someone's like, hmm, how can I make 90 divided by three racist? <laughs> I just don't know if we're like trying to, I don't know why, if it's like trying to add like cultural flavor to math homework, but it just seems kind of weird to me. Like, do you think down in Mexico, they have like stereotypical white people in their word problems? Like, do you think Mexican math homework's like, Preston's mom PayPal'd him $500 for an iPad that costs $399. If tax is 9%, can he afford Apple Care? <laughs> you guys are all too fucking broke. No one knows what Apple Care means in this room. It's all the broke comics. No? This is the guy that hated my, uh, my Billy Joel bit and didn't think I was bringing the energy. It's... I know, right? <laughs> I'm just sipping on water, folks. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> was that a joke 
It was in a joke workshop. That was like the most, and I'm a low energy person. That was like the most energy. I, it's like, you should maybe believe in your jokes, fellow. And I was like, oh my God. I was acting like Chloe for like four whole minutes. I was believing in my jokes. Give me. Um, but yeah, don't, uh, here's some more wisdom, TP. Don't see Billy Joel live. Do you guys, everyone know about Billy Joel? I feel like I've been doing some comedy in front of millennials. You have to like explain everything. It's like, we didn't start the fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we didn't start uptown. Yeah, exactly, right? Right. So he didn't, yeah, exactly. Like, he didn't, like, I went, I love Billy Joel, but like, he didn't even sing Piano Man. He made us sing it. He was like, have you guys ever been to like those greatest hits tours where they're like, it's nine o'clock on a Saturday, everybody. And someone wants beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go, yeah. I'm like, awesome. Yeah, exactly. All right, all right, class. Settle down. Settle down. Exactly. No, that's what fucking happened. That's what happened. I basically was hearing everybody but Billy Joel sing. Like, I, I paid $100 to hear, like, Chloe from Salesforce. Like, that was fucking bullshit, right? Like... She was just like, regular crowd shuffles in, like fucking you were doing. But like, I mean, I'm kind of jealous though, because like we can't do that in comedy, right? I can't be like, what's the deal with airline food? Everybody. <laughs> just take the joke off. How awesome would that be? That'd be so fun. But like, here's the thing, man, because I love Billy Joel. I wanted to hear the song. So I was sort of like, man, I need to fucking scream something at him to say to get him to sing, but the dude is a genius because he made that song heckle proof. Because the only thing that came to mind to scream at Billy Joel was, sing us the song, you're the piano man. And that is the chorus of the song. Yeah, and I'm just like flustered, I'm like, just sing us like a song tonight, right? Like guys, we're all in the mood for a melody. I'm like, holy shit, like Kathy's like high-fiving me. I'm like, what the fuck, I'm trapped in this dude's greatest hit. Can't get out of belly jaw. Trapped in that head, girl. Um, did I do the stripper one? Um, I did that one. I did zero. Okay. I feel like I want to do some comfortable material for these Jews. You're, are you both Jewish? You're a quarter? It's that three quarters that we're making out with strange comedians. You're fucking crazy. That has to be how, that's like the news of the century. These fuckers, like, these fucking lonely, disgusting gross people this is like what they've been waiting there that's what they've been standing around for three years for was to be like in that seat when a woman who like doesn't discriminate for shit was just willing to make out with one of them and they fucking missed it dude that was that's like what that's what you're what like chances like that are what like drives the entire like pamtastic clubhouse that is like fucking insane that some people did you did you miss this she was she was willing to make out with one of these people it was Okay, that was crazy, girl. That was crazy. Um, actually, maybe I want to do another fucking sing song. All right, you know what? Do you guys know Frankie Valley? I'm going. I'm going old school in this set. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, Frankie Valley, Four Season. He's like, it's like this New Jersey gangster uh, who started like a band. It's kind of like The Sopranos meets Glee. I don't know if you know Frankie Valley. Of course, you went to acting school, for God's sakes. Um, but like his fa- his most famous song, it's got this like really masculine themes. It's about like walking like a man and talking like a man. Like you may have heard it, it goes, walk like a man, talk like a man. 
Is that really like the voice you want to use when dishing out advice on masculinity? Like, talk like a man, damn it! Or I will come over to your house and rip off your balls because I can really use them. Oh God, I can see the judgment wafting in over there from Zane. No, I hit the high notes a little too easily. You're right. I. <laughs> oh my, do I look that insecure? I don't need my eyes to listen, you Jew. I'll be the one with the Holocaust material. Stay out. Um, okay. Zane, I got your number, girl, because I, I thought I was the one with the Jew jokes. I got it. One minute. Thank you, Pam. Uh, I'll just finish with something. A tiny little joke. Just a tiny joke. Uh, it's a tiny little, no, no big Holocaust joke. Just a tiny joke for David. Um... <laughs> I was cat. I'm so, my references are so outdated. I pl- I'm really amazing, by the way, for old people in wine country. Did I have I brought that up? I'm fucking like it's like deaf comedy jam. I'm like confident as shit out there. Like I fucking come to the mission. I'm just like, who the fuck is that guy? Like I seriously, my dream is to pour him like at a Whole Foods open mic and like the Gorgonzola tasting station. I would fucking crush with my affluent white comedy. Um, all right, I'll just end on that funness. Thank you so much, guys. everybody awesome awesome we have we have two comics left for you tonight and your next comic is such a spectacular individual Uh, he runs a show here on the fourth thursday of every month and uh it is always well attended and he's a great producer and he's a hilarious comic and i love him so much and i can't wait to see what he's gonna do tonight with your new beard thing it's all shit you look like he looks like he's dating <laughs> j swipe watch out <laughs> i mean he's i'm sure he's on all of them i've learned a lot about uh dating apps tonight <laughs> i didn't even know there were any of these swipey things here but uh you guys are gonna love your next comedian put your hands together it's ben lupinetti <laughs> This beer, this beer smells like a microphone. It's weird. All right. Make out with me. It's good, not great. No tongue, really? How long have we known each other? (laughs) What else do I need to do? I'm done, guys, thank you so much. Haven't been looking at I'm sorry, I stole your joke. That's that's, that's so wrong. It's different. Don't tell me I'm different. Um, I have a therapist, she's great. She's helped me to be less anxious, more confident, and no longer a duck. The guy who made out with me gets it. Uh, people, people get the impression that like stand-up comics are not deep-thinking people, but just, 
an hour ago, I was standing outside talking to Chris Kanatzer about belief and the nature of existence. And, you know, he's going on about like, you know, like, I, I don't know uh, what I believe exactly, but I'll tell you one thing. I believe in hell. <laughs> and I was like, I do too. I've been to New Jersey. I'm just pandering to any New York listeners we've got tonight and poking the New Jersey uh, person we've got in the house. New Yorkers, you probably love that. Yeah. I think the motto of New York should just be, fuck New Jersey. <laughs> Pitch that. You can use that. What? That's, that's like their main thing is like, uh, I'm from New York, so it's like, fuck New Jersey. I'm from New York. Good. Um, we got some non-comics in the house right tonight. You guys not comics? Yeah. I am sure you've absorbed a lot of comedy tonight. You've seen a lot of people telling jokes and things, and, you know, the whole thing about us being artists. <laughs> I do hope you'll appreciate, though, that unlike other artists, like, say, your, your big fancy movie stars in their big Hollywood productions, that unlike those particular artists, stand-up comics, we do all our own stunts. That's right. When you see Matt Damon in another Jason Bourne movie fighting with, like, 15 Russian ninjas in a hotel bathroom or whatever, He's not really fighting with those guys. Those are all extras, and Matt Damon's going to go back his trailer to do a line off of Ben Affleck in a couple minutes. That's not real. But I really had a roommate who really did seven hits of Ambien recreationally. And then I really had to stop him from getting into a fight with our house. That really happened, because I do all my own stunts. When the plucky hero of the movie goes running through airport security, somehow not getting shot by TSA, because he's got to stop the woman of his dreams from going to art school in Paris. Is he really running through airport security? No. It's all staged. He's going to go back to his trailer. Do a line off Ben Affleck, because that's Hollywood. That's not real. But I really took a cab from one end of Maryland to the opposite end of Virginia at 2.30 in the morning to have sex with a woman I had met at Joe's Crab Shack karaoke hour mere minutes beforehand. <laughs> and then in the morning when her mom started to come into her room, I really had to hide in her closet and really do some shallow breathing. Because stand-up comics do all our own stunts. <laughs> when the group of plucky teens has to big their, do their big dance routine to win the contest to save the community center, are they really doing that dance routine? No, they've got choreographers and cameras and Ben Affleck lines. But I really sang a song with a buddy of mine at our high school talent show about getting cock-blocked cock by a hot girl's big fat friend that really made my English teacher weep tears of bitter anger. And then we went on to win that talent show. 
I swear to God we did. That really happened. Stand-up comics do all our own stunts. The other day, I ate a sandwich in the shower. I know what you're thinking. Didn't the bread get soggy like immediately? To which I would reply, use your imagination. I've got an internal moisture situation going on too. I don't want the tomato to soak through the bread on the inside, right? So I use some letter in there, I buffer that out. It creates like a sandwich tarpaulin. I just expand that idea outward, wrap the entire sandwich in lettuce. We do all our own stunts, that's what I'm saying. And when you've been doing stand-up comedy for a while, you start to get this question from the people who care about you. So if this whole stand-up comedy thing doesn't work out, what's your backup plan? What's plan B? And I always have to explain to these people, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. This is the backup plan. I've already been through plan B. Believe me, I wanted to be a real person. I tried to be a real person. You guys probably have jobs, coworkers, an office you go to every day. La-di-da for you. I tried to be that way. This is all that's left for me. It's okay. <laughs> He's like, I, it's been quiet for a while. I feel like I should say something to comfort him. There, there, comedian. All I can do is try to share my observances. Like Tim is whiskery. He's gone now. There's this question that straight guys will ask other straight guys sometimes. For a million dollars. Would you suck a dick? Zane's already answered. You, sir, are a liar. People like to say that. They'll say, no, no, no. I wouldn't suck a dick for a million dollars. To which I would reply, why not? It's a million dollars. This is America. What, you don't like capitalism? A million dollars? Are you kidding me? For a million dollars, I would marry a guy and blow him every year on our anniversary and do weird sex on his birthday because it's a million dollars. You guys will try to raise the stakes sometimes, like, well, what if, like, this guy whose dick you sucked, what if you went around telling everybody that you sucked his dick? Like, are you If I got a million dollars for sucking one measly dick, I would tell everybody. That would be the first thing on my LinkedIn page. I'm a self-made millionaire. It took 10 minutes. Ask me how. I'll try to raise the stakes a little bit more. What if, what if while you were sucking this guy's dick, he secretly took pictures of you sucking his dick? 
he wouldn't have to secretly. I would pose for those photos. Like somebody who gets their face up in a restaurant because they ate an entire two pound steak in one sitting, so they got it for free. Just be like, ooh. Because it's a million dollars. What you got to keep in mind is anytime one straight guy is asking another straight guy that question, what he's really trying to do is negotiate the other guy down to the amount of money he has in his wallet at the time. <laughs> All right, guy, would you suck a dick for 168 bucks and a partially used Best Buy gift card? <laughs> Think about it. You're going like, no, but I'm like, no, that price is too low. I respect that. 25000 That's a good mark. That's, 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 a real, that's, that's, that's a real set price. Guys, Zane, Zane Barrett, right? Yeah. Zane Barrett, deal of a lifetime. Look him up. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried, you guys. I think music's been getting worse, but we just haven't noticed because drugs have been getting better. <laughs> yeah, you might have noticed this. Oh, man. It's like, do I really like the new Weezer album, or did I just really get into acid? The answer is yes. My ex-girlfriend got me into country music and drinking every day simultaneously. I just, I sobered up from that relationship at a certain point, woke up in a delirium, Merle Haggard playing on repeat. My dog ate my shoes, so I had to shoot him with my gun. I don't know how country music works. Did you guys know you can see space from the Great Wall of China? <laughs> Let it build to a slow clap. <laughs> Mutiny Radio, you guys have been lovely. Please give a round of applause to yourselves. To the comics you've seen so far. To your host, Pam Benjamin. Isn't she fantastic? And please keep that energy alive for your headliner tonight. I love this guy. He's going to be great. Thank you so much, Ben Lupinetti. Bye. Yay! Ben Lupinetti! Keep clapping those meatballs together. You guys have been here all night. We are super excited. Yeah, get your drink, baby. Yeah! What's in that flask? I hope it's rum or something weird. Uh, before we get to our last comedian, clap your hands together for the person who's been running the ones and twos and back, David Zunzu Kersher. Yes! Board op of the board ops. A wonderful man. Your last comedian of the evening is my favorite dirtbag. He is absolutely, he is the smelliest, most wonderful man. 
that I've ever met. He is an incredible artist. You can buy, you can see, if you're standing on stage, you can buy any of his wonderful pieces of art for $10 a piece because they, now they're on Vice or whatever and they go for thousands of dollars. He's going to be famous. Yeah, no, he's, they're up, they're up on this window. The one that says, fuck you, Russia, right over here in the corner with the, with the, uh, the hot dog with the ice cream dripping on it. Yeah, that's his work. That's, he's an artist. He's also an amazing comedian. So you guys are going to love him. Uh, put your hands together right now for one of the funniest people I know, Zach Wiseman! Showtime. I'm going to do some animal impressions for you guys. Go ahead and guess. It's more fun if you guess. So just don't be a coward. Guess. That's a wolf. It's a wolf. I'll do another one. That's a wolf. It's a wolf. Different kind of wolf. Those wolves don't even know each other. Totally different wolves. Okay. Um, I'll do another one. That's a coyote. <laughs> Cousin to the wolf. <laughs> hey, ever think that maybe Jesus hauled that cross to the top of the hill so he could burn it where everybody could see? <laughs> Thank God those Romans stopped him, huh? Thank God for that. So I was down in uh, the wharf the other day, and I was trying to sell uh, paintings and shit. And then uh, I was down there for like five hours, and I sold one print for ten dollars because I priced shit reasonably. Uh, and I and I took the rest of it and I threw it into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody cared. It was the fucking best. I didn't plan to. I didn't plan to. Uh, I tried to take the bus home, and the bus driver didn't let me on the bus because I spent all my money on a pack of cigarettes and a, and a sandwich like a fucking human being, right? And then he didn't let me on. So I got off the bus, and then I just walked in front of the bus, and I just dumped a bunch of paintings in front of his bus. And then he, and then he uh, drove over them. <laughs> and it blew my fucking mind. 
Oh man, I uh, I I threw this uh, painting across the street. I was winging them like frisbees. It was really fun. Well, it was miserable, but now I feel good. So like it was really, <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, and I threw one in this crosswalk. He just like bounced across the street like a skipping stone and landed in this crosswalk. And there's two ladies on the corner, just little ladies. And one of them walked and picked it up. She looked at it for a second, and then she walked back to the corner where the other lady was. And I was just standing there watching them. And then uh, those two ladies looked at it for a minute, and then they looked at me, and they just walked away with it. And I was like, gee, that's like one of the warning signs, right? Giving your stuff away? And you're just like, mm, free painting. <laughs> this is fantastic. Because <laughs> uh, nobody cares. Nobody cares about you at all. And that's the best part. But it did give me uh, the best idea I ever came up with. And that's gonna. I'm, I'm gonna have an art auction uh, where I art auction art off, and anything that doesn't get sold for like a reasonable amount, I'm going to destroy it. <laughs> and it's gonna blow people's minds. I uh, I plan to smash the rest of my paintings. Uh, I only have like one arm load left, right? And I went to <laughs> I went to smash them in Dolores Park. Uh, and I had them all set up, and there just wasn't enough people around. So I, I recognized an opportunity, <laughs> right? Uh, but I was, I was packing them up, and I was just taking them, and I was throwing them into a fucking pile, right? And this painting was like going through other paintings, and immediately this dude was like, dude, don't do that. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, fuck, I got him. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. Mm. So I'll be rich here soon. Uh, th thanks to everybody who bought me drinks <laughs> in the past. I needed those. <clears throat> Man. Figured out how to get a free coffin, guys. Did I pique your interests? Okay, here's what you do. You go into like a mortuary or like anywhere they sell coffins, really. Like a Costco. I hear they sell coffins. So go into a Costco, right? And then, uh, well, shop around for a little bit. D it depends on what you want in a coffin. Uh, air tightness, you know, nice padded cushions for whatever fucking reason, right? And then you, and you get inside that coffin, the one you picked out for yourself, and you shoot yourself. <laughs> That's yours now. <laughs> you thought cars lost resale value. Mm-mm, coffins. <laughs> Those are the ones. If you ever see a coffin that costs $3, it's because a man died inside of it, and now they don't know whether it's haunted or not. So, uh, I think I've always been this weird fucked up person. Uh, but if I wasn't, if something happened that, like, made me like this, I think I know what it is. Like, I went to school one day. Uh, I walked into school when I was, like, eight, and I had, like, uh, this big thing of Oreos, right? And I was like, oh, this is going to be a great day, right? And I have all these Oreos. I'm going to trade these Oreos. I'm going to get, like, juices and the fucking, like, maybe money. Whoa, today it's going to be fucking awesome. And then uh, this kid I knew uh, came in with a shotgun and shot this other kid I knew in his tummy tum. <laughs> and I say, tummy tum, this is a rough story for people to digest. And tummy tum, funniest word for belly. That's absolutely funny. Hey, we're right in your tummy tum. <laughs> you know. Uh, and then the principal, being the wise, learned man that he was, uh, grabbed a bat and tried to stop him. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the phrase, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> Also applies to bats, because he's fucking dead now. <laughs> he, he accomplished nothing. No things were solved. He's a very noble dead man. I, I respect the gesture, sir. 
No. And I learned something. I learned something from being in a school shooting. I learned that uh, if you're in a school shooting, uh, you get a Super Nintendo. <laughs> you get to eat pizza every night for a month, because that's the limit to your parents' sympathy. One. Ah, <laughs> oh, goddamn! It's so much more fun when you're uncomfortable. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. So yeah, I'm gonna smash paintings. It's gonna be great. And the best part about this is that uh, I realize that my price point now is, uh, is is it more pleasurable to take money from you or smash things? <laughs> and I don't know that number, honestly. It could be fucking anything. I want to do a thing where, like, uh, some nice person will be like, oh, I really like that, but I'm poor. I bet $30. And then some asshole's like, I bet $200. I'd be like, oh, yeah. And I'll drive the price up as high as I can get it, and I'll be like, that's yours, lady, for $30. Ah, fuck you. Because <laughs> fuck them, man. It'll be so good. It'll be so good. I also had this other idea to sell art where I would get a sign that says, like, artists are scum. And I walk around and I just yell shit like, they're unproductive members of society. They've never contributed anything. And I wait for somebody to engage me. And then I debate them for a little while about how uh, big, big piece of shit artists are. And then when they get really mad, I would go, would you like to buy some art? <laughs> and now if they don't buy art, they're a fucking cunt. <laughs> That's good. What other what other jokes am I supposed to do, Ethan? I can't remember. Poison pyramid. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm not subjecting my people to any more pain. Uh, okay. So I am a scumbag, guys. I am a. I'm wearing a, a tie, a Trump tie. So I am a scumbag. Uh, like, I'll smoke cigarette butts I find on the ground, and I don't care. I don't give a fuck. But other people will be like, Zach, that's disgusting. You know, there's probably like, there's probably human urine on that cigarette. And then I'll be like, uh, ew, my poison's dirty. <laughs> Fucking moron. I'm lighting toxic chemicals on fire and then inhaling the fumes. I don't care about pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ass. That'd be, like, that'd be like if I was going to shoot myself, but then I drop my shotgun in the mud, and I'm like, <sighs> not putting that in my mouth. No sorry. I'm going to live another day. <laughs> Take this as a gun cleaners. People make a lot of rules and shit for comedy. Like, like people say, like the formula for comedy is like tragedy plus time equals comedy. That's what people say the formula is, which I don't think is true because uh, I think shit's funny immediately. But like, <laughs> but that's what they say, and I, I don't, I don't think it's true. I don't know if it's true though. Uh, but I do think it would be a really cool thing to say to a group of kids before you shot yourself in front of them. Oh my god! You know, you, you know what I mean? You just be like, ha huh? Oh, <laughs> uh, they'll get it. Maybe that's what your dying grandma was trying to whisper into your ear. She's like, oh, I just got this really good joke. Come here. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have kids. 
Because I would ruin those children. I would fucking, uh, and not even like the hack way everybody else ruins kids, you know, like on accident. Uh, I would go out of my way. <laughs> like if I ever caught my kid masturbating, I'd like walk in, like, be, like what, are you, what are you doing? Is your, is your penis itchy? What are, you, what are you doing? Why is there yogurt coming out of your penis? Get in the car. Get in the car right now. We have to go to the hospital. And I just wouldn't stop. I'd be like sweating, cutting people off in traffic, you know, pacing in the lobby of the hospital. Like, holy God damn. Finally see a doctor and be like, all right, look, doc, uh, this is going to sound weird. But uh, I, I walked in on my son. Uh, he was practicing shaking hands with his penis. I don't know. He's 12 now. He's getting in the job market. Probably realizes a strong handshake is really how you see that deal. Regardless, uh, he's practicing. And then like tapioca just starts spilling out. Show him what you're doing. No, it's faster than that. Come on. Fucking, come on. Ah, God damn it. I'll show him. I'll pull my dick and I start. Holy shit, doc. You got to try this. And that would be the day my son thought he invented masturbation. And that's a weird complex to put on anybody. All right, guys, I'm out of here. You have a good night. Thanks for coming. show i'm super happy about it everybody was hilarious uh keep it going again for david zunzu kershaw running the ones and twos thank you all for being here we'll see you next week or another time on pimtasis comedy clubhouse good night yay